0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 20. We'll read verses 1 through 4. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. You can just follow along with me. The Bible says, when you go out to war against your enemies... And see horses and chariots and and an army larger than your own. You shall not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you. We can shout right there. Who brought you up out of the land of Egypt? And when you draw near to the battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people and shall say to them hear O Israel today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies let not your heart faint do not fear or panic or be in dread of them for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight I'm going to read that again for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory? The message I have for you today is walk in victory. Walk in victory. It may be a strange message to preach when you get the news that your father has to be taken to the hospital. But that's the first thing that came in my mind. Is I'm, I'm going to walk in victory. We're going to walk in victory. We're going to walk in victory. Walk in victory. I called my dad back, and he didn't answer, obviously, and called my mom. I said, Mom, is everything okay? She said, we're going to be all right. He so said, we're, we're going to be all right. Not knowing all the answers, not knowing what's going on. Same lingering issue. Um, but, but, but we're going to be all right. Sometimes you got to get a little hood with it. We, we going to be all right. Saints of old used to sing a song that said, I've got a feeling. That everything... It's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. You, you can have your seats, y'all. Y'all making me nervous. I've got a feeling. I don't want to change the title now. I've got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Deuteronomy chapter 20, in the A clause of this particular chapter, it says, When you go out to battle against your enemies, and you see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you. In this particular scripture, they were talking about the children of Israel, and when they would go out to battle, typically there would be more who were against them than They had in their own camp when you go out to battle against your enemies and you see and it looks like it's more of them than it is of you because it is. It says, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. Now, Israel is a small nation it's surrounded by great empires. And they were rarely strategically positioned in a superior place. So they usually, this was a usual occurrence for them to to be outnumbered. And then it was the priest's job to come out and encourage them, even though the priest wouldn't go fight, but he would come out and encourage them. And he would say, Don't be afraid. I know what it looks like. I I know what you see with your natural eyes, but we walk by faith and not by sight. So sometimes you have to see a victory before you see the victory. So despite the clear danger and despite them being outnumbered, despite all of the things that they're seeing in the natural They had a clear command from God to not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Why? Why? Why shouldn't I be afraid when the thing that I'm looking at is greater than me? Why? God, why shouldn't I be afraid when my bills are up to here and my check is only this big? Can can we be real this morning? God, why shouldn't I be afraid when everything is more expensive than what it was yesterday and my paycheck has not increased along with the inflation? Why shouldn't I be afraid? God, why shouldn't I be afraid when this scary thing has happened to me, when this this scary hell situation is going on with me? Why shouldn't I be afraid? It says, For the Lord your God is with you. That's why you shouldn't be afraid. For the Lord your God is with you. They had all the reasons in the world to be afraid, but God commanded them: don't be afraid, for we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How can He give us all of these things? And we still feel afraid. That's because a lot of us try to operate out of our own strength. We sing the songs, but we don't believe the songs. We know the verses, but we ignore the verses. When when you really get in that tight, tight situation. When you like, when you you are, are tired of waiting on God, and then you try to take matters into your own hands. Or you, okay, God, I don't know. This is just taking a little too long. No wonder why anxiety and depression and, 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 I mean, your heart is just not as healthy as it should be. It's because you don't know how to cast your cares. You listen and you, and you, you hear this scripture all the time. But the minute it's time for you to cast your cares, you gossip. You you complain. You call the wrong people. You don't call people that pray. You call people that cuss. Fear not, for the Lord your God is with you. Israel had a reason to be afraid, but God says, Fear not. God says, Fear not. It's Paul said here if god be for you if god be for you who can be against you then they begin to to tell the children of Israel they begin to remind them of, of their previous history with god He says, who brought you up from the land of Egypt? (laughs) Who, Who brought you up from the land of Egypt? Egypt was a place where they were bound. It was a place where they were enslaved. It was a place where it just wasn't a whole lot of good stuff going on for them. God wasn't asking them to have blind trust. God was saying, don't you remember what I did before? If I brought you out of that, don't you know I'll bring you out of this? And it's funny, this is not a part of my message, but I, I, I just I know I know people um, and, and I know how the children of Israel was at this particular time, because they begin to ask God like like God I know you I know what you did there but but why would you bring us here to die Have you ever asked God a stupid question like that Like God why would you save me to bring me here to die You ever felt like that like God saves you and then and then you get into another situation like now I almost died then but you saved me but why, why I don't want to die here <laughs> And the people are like, listen, God, listen, you're going to have to do something because we can't die like this. God is telling them, don't be afraid for I am with you. You Get a command by the priest to encourage the people for battle. And he says this, and when you draw near to the battle, the priest shall come. It's the job of the priest, not just to correct you, but to encourage you. Came to encourage you today. Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies, but let not your heart faint. Don't fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. God will go with you and then fight for you. To give you the victory over your enemies this is how I fight my battles I said God I know you're with me so why don't you come with me and then fight for me so I don't even have to break a sweat because I have full confidence that you are going to get the victory at this critical time, like I told you before, it's the priest's job to encourage the people. It's like when coach comes in before the game, like, listen, y'all, we gotta do it. And y'all the ones that can do it. Y'all the ones that can make it happen. And, and all the guys are getting ready, like, yeah, we can do this. All right, let's go, let's get hype. And everybody getting hype and everybody jumping. And then everybody's smacking you on the top of your head and they getting you hype, they getting you encouraged, they're inciting you, they're provoking you to victory. They're instilling in you and motivating you to believe something that you can all accomplish together. But you need someone to encourage you. You need someone to uplift you. You need someone to root you on. You need someone to tell you to get up. You can go on. You need someone to tell you to get up. Stop crying. Wipe your face. Blow your nose. Put your wig on and let's go. Put your good wig on and let's go. (laughs) Spray your hairline on, brother, and let's go. You know, brother's getting extensions and stuff in their dreads now, too. I I don't have enough hair for that, so. (laughs) I don't have enough hair for that. But the priest came to encourage them. To remind them, because sometimes when you're faced with adversity, it's easy for you to forget what God has already done. When you're staring death in the face, it's easy for you to forget what God has already done. When you're staring your problems in their face, it's easy to forget what God has already done. Guys, that's what the enemy likes to do. He likes to remind you of where you are. He likes to remind you of, of all the bad things. He likes to remind you of what could go wrong. That's why some of y'all worry so much about what I'm I'm one of them. I'm always trying to figure out calculations and analyzing life. I'm like, oh, yeah, but if I do that, that could go wrong. But my wife's like, but if you but if you do it, it could go right. See, you need people like my wife in your in your corner. But if you do it and God breathes on it, then what? Then then what? Uh, Well, yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. You got to think about the good more than you think about the negative. You got to think about the good more than you think about the bad outcomes. Because what if you do start the business and you succeed and you excel and you become one of the fastest growing small businesses in the country? What happens then? The Lord your God is with you in every situation. In every problem, in every battle, in every hurdle, in every race, in every fight, the Lord your God is with you. That's why we can walk in victory. That's why I can walk with my head held high. I'm still going to pray. I may have a, a glimmer of 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 worry, but as soon as I snap out of it and I come to realize who God is, I begin to walk with my chest out and my head held high because I know that I'm going to see a victory. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to walk in victory. We got to walk in victory because you got to remember who's fighting for you. You got to remember who's fighting for you. The Bible says, that I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple his train filled the temple he's never lost a battle he's never lost a fight he ain't going to lose now because he ain't never lost when you ain't never lost before you don't know what it's like to lose God don't know what it's like to lose so I'm going to fight with him yeah, I, I'm a, I think I'm gonna call him. Oh, you want to fight devil one second father in the name of Jesus. Oh Oh, oh Satan, you want to fight? You want to fight father in the name of Jesus? I come boldly to the throne of grace to get the mercy and grace I need Devil you want to fight? I'll get on my knees The most dangerous thing a believer can do is get on their knees. One of the most dangerous things you can do is surrender your all to Christ. That's why he fights you the way he does. I can't let them find out who they are. I can't let them find out who's really fighting for them. It's interesting because (laughs) Bishop was teaching us through fasting and prayer last Sunday through Tuesday. Here's what the scripture says in Psalms 92. We'll start at verse 7. It says, when the wicked springs up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. Behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Verse 10. But my horn have you exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Somebody say fresh oil. oil. When God anoints you with fresh oil, he gives you a new anointing. He gives you a new anointing. He gives you new grace. He gives you new mercy. He gives you a new thing. If you you notice, I thought it was interesting. I always look at those signs and, you know, if you churchy, you're going to make stuff churchy. So I saw the sign and I was coming down 27. It said fresh oil. Every time I see one, I quicken in my spirit. But this time I quicken for real because God is about to give us fresh oil. We've been praying for what? Fresh oil. God is about to give you fresh oil, new wine. He's about to do a new thing in your life. You just got to believe and receive that God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he's going to do it. Verse 11, it says, my eye also has seen my desire on my enemies, my ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. I don't know if you young and I don't know if you old, but I want to remind you to encourage you and to motivate you that just because you're older than what you used to be does not mean that God is through with you. God can still use you at whatever age that you are. And I came to let you know that he is not done with you yet he's giving you fresh oil so you can continue to do what he's called and commissioned for you to do not only is he giving you fresh oil i feel the spirit of god but he's giving you a fresh wind god is about to give you a fresh wind he's about to renew your spiritual lungs so that you can run harder so that you can run faster so that you you have now you have now the the knowledge on how to run before you you used to just run now you know how to run any any track and field stars in here first day first you just run because you fast then then the coaches teach you how to run properly so you can run to win god has given you uh, he's given you a fresh win so you can run to win somebody say walk in victory walk in victory, walk in victory. verse 14 says they shall be fresh and flourishing you will still bear fruit in old age and you will be fresh and flourishing to declare that the lord is upright he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him another verse that we've heard many many times before first corinthians chapter 15 Verses 57 through 58. And I'm closing. Bam, you can come. It says, but thanks. But thanks. Be unto God. Who gives us the what? Victory. What does he give you? Victory. He gives you defeat he gives you sorrow he gives you sadness he gives you anxiety he gives you depression he gives you what say it like you believe it but thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I'm so glad that I have victory in Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that I have victory in Jesus Christ. I'll go back to what Paul says in Romans. Chapter 8, verse 31. So then what shall we say to these things? What things? The things that you're going through. The things that get in God's way. The things that try to hinder you from, from receiving your miracle. The things that try to hinder you from receiving your breakthrough. The things that try to hinder you from receiving your victory. What do we say to these things? You stare those things in the face like a stern mama would say, listen here. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know what you thought was about to happen here. I don't know what you thought was about to go down here. Here in in this house, in this body, in this temple, in this sanctuary, devil, I don't know what you thought was about to go down but just like many other plans in a man's heart but it's the Lord's plan that prevails many are your plans but I want you to know if God is for me who can be against me if, if God is for me if God is fighting for me if he goes with me then, then who can be against me song says who can stand against the king no one no one can. Who, who can stand against our God? No one can. If God is for us, who can be against us? Early on in Romans, it says, for the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. There will be glory after this. Yeah. This this situation, this problem, this circumstance. There, there will be glory after this. After you've suffered a little while. You're going to suffer as a believer. You're going to suffer as a Christian. You're going to suffer even if you're praying. You're going to suffer if you're anointed. You're going to suffer if you lay hands on the sick and they're healed. You're going to suffer is a part of the life of a believer. But just because you suffer does not mean that God is not with you. That just means you have to learn how to suffer well. Sufferings of this present time, they're not they're not worthy to be compared to the glory that's gonna be revealed after this. There will be glory after this, <laughs> there will be victory after this, devil. I, I just I just came to remind you because I think you forgot who I was. There will be glory. After this, after you attack me, after you talk about me, after you backbite, after you gossip about my church, after you gossip about my family, after you talk about me to your little friends and your family and your cousins, your aunties, your uncles and your nephews, after you get done doing all that, guess what? There will be glory. After this, devil, after you get done attacking my father's body, After you get done trying to, trying to cancel all of the great things that are happening in this time. He's about to be a grandfather. We got a grandbaby on the way. And now all of this wants to start happening. There will be glory. After this. There will be victory. After this. After, after we get done fighting. After we get done fighting with the devil we not even gonna sweat your eyebrows still gonna be intact your mascara gonna be good your wig will still be laid my hairline will still be on because there will be glory after that god is fighting for me god is fighting for me when god is fighting for me we don't fight they say this we don't fight for victory we fight from victory we don't fight you don't fight for something you already you're not fighting for your husband he already yours you don't fight for your wife I'm I'm fighting for my wife if you fighting for her she might not be yours okay y'all don't like that we don't fight for stuff we already have You can try to take it, but it's mine. You can try to, you can try to take it all you want, but it, it's mine. So I don't fight for victory because I already have the victory. The song says victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get your ugly self behind. victory today is mine and it says tell me who can stand me for us when we what when we call on who that great name what do we say jesus jesus precious jesus We we have the victory you ever been scared and you begin to shout the name Jesus something happens, don't it? You ever had a nightmare and you begin to shout the name Jesus Something begins to happen don't it? I I had a friend of mine. he, He called himself not being a believer he was having a nightmare. He was spent the night at our house. Now, I guess because, you know, we, we, we are a Christian house, a Christian household, Bible-believing uh, family, and, you know, my parents walk in the full utterance of the power and manifestation of God. He had this nightmare and he, he didn't believe in Jesus, but that nightmare, he sure he was calling on him. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Brother, you good? I'm not even talking about the nightmare. You was calling on Jesus. Come on, lift your hands right there. Right. Lift your hands right there. All over all over the building. All over the building because I want you to get this in your spirit that you are going to walk in victory. You're going to walk in victory like never before because you understand you're not fighting for something that you already possess. You're not fighting for something that you don't have already. You fight from victory. God is fighting for you. You don't have to fight any battles. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. So Father, I thank you for this army. I thank you for this army that you are inciting in them, you're you're provoking them, you're motivating them, you're exhorting them to understand that they fight from victory, not for victory. They are victorious in everything that you have called and commissioned for them to do. God, you have given them the tools. You've given them the resources. You've equipped them with the power of prayer. And most importantly, you dwell on the inside of your people. Father, touch their hearts. Let them be renewed. Touch their minds. Let their minds be restored. Touch their bodies. And may they be strengthened in their inner man so that they can fight. They will stand up, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in your word. Cause them to have a new found boldness. Because you said your horn, their horn have you exalted like the horn of a wild ox. Father, you are anointing them with fresh oil. You're giving them a fresh wind. You're giving them new legs. You're, you're giving them new strength. You're giving them strength to defeat your enemies and their enemies. God, you're giving them new strength, fresh oil, fresh wine, fresh wind, fresh anointing. In the name of Jesus. I speak this over your people right now, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we open up our mouths and we serve notice to the enemy that he has no place here. There is no room for you here, devil. Your plans, your tactics, and your ploys will fail. Your fiery darts that you try to fire at God's people, they will fail in the name of jesus father we'll lift up a sound of warfare right now to seal this victory with a war cry in the name of jesus father for we cry out to you we cry out with the voice of triumph we cry out with the voice of victory we cry out unto our father because we know we fight from a place of victory so father in the name of jesus We decree and declare victory over your people. We decree and declare victory in the hearts of your people. We decree and declare victory in the minds of your people. We decree and declare victory over their bodies. We decree and declare victory over their sickness. We decree and declare victory over their families. We decree and declare victory over everything that you've given us to steward over. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. In the name. In your master's name. In your holy name. In your victorious name. And we shout together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so. Come on, say that with me. Say, it is so. It is is so. It is is so. 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 Come on, put your hands together. for Jesus. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.